Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez. is ups and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a nope. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at tinnythefan.com. You can also find that on Twitter. Friendly reminder, beers on us. Mike and I's little side piece drops tomorrow where we, uh, we got Joe Fisher on the podcast tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. You can download that wherever you find podcasts. Radio.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. I also think Omni. I've found, I've searched our podcast. Omni? O-M-N-Y. I've seen all of our podcasts are on that website as well. So hmm. Omni.fm. Is that like a millennial thing? I don't know. Is that a new thing? I don't know. Everybody's way into, yo, it's all about Omni, bro. It could be like a, an aggregator that just finds audio and aggregates it from all these sites. But I found it on there. So if that's um, something that you use, then you can find it on there. Well, speaking of millennials, this is where we kind of want to start our second hour here. And Mike brought this interesting article that came to me. It comes from the Star Tribune, was written by... In Minneapolis. In, in Minneapolis, written by Chip Scoggins. I hope I'm saying that right. Great Scoggins. Name. Yeah, excellent name. And he looks kind of like uh, Henry Rollins, like a nice version of Henry Rollins if his little illustration looks great. So more power to you, Chip. Uh, talking about Rocco Baldelli in his first year managing uh, of a major league team being the head skip. Uh, he's in the Twins right now. Who Did you know that the Minnesota Twins hold the best record in Major League Baseball? Yes, because my brother-in-law's father, who is a massive Twins fan, will not stop posting about it on Facebook and tweeting out pictures of the entire MLB standings with the Twins on top. Uh, it shows you just how much they're used to winning because he is obsessing over a best record in baseball in May. But, hey, you earned it because you guys are playing great. I went rafting into Idaho, into Utaho, as I like to call it. I went into Utaho and came back on Monday and finally got into service, and I found out, oh, the ESPN radio game, Boston-Cleveland. 
Sweet. I haven't seen, I haven't heard a baseball game. It's kind of like been a Memorial Day tradition for me as I drive back from Utah. I can listen to a baseball game and feel like I'm back into things, you know, and driving in a car for 10 hours, a baseball game is great. And they were like, you know, here's the Boston Red Sox. They've won, you know, this many out of this many. You know, they're five and five and four and eight in their last whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the Cleveland Indians, you know, they've been struggling a little bit. And I knew they'd been struggling, you know. And, you know, they're 10 games back from the Twins. I was like, what? <laughs> 10 games back? We were like four games back the other day. I hate going out of town. <laughs> uh, so this article is really interesting. And Chip Chip Scoggins, who the, if again, if I'm saying that right, goes into this and basically talks about Rocco Baldelli, one of the one of the most highly touted prospects of his time in the in the Tampa Bay Devil Rays system, I believe at the time they were called that. Yes, uh, they were. Came up and had some very promising seasons, but I believe injuries kind of rocked his world, and he wasn't able to kind of really f- follow through in all the kind of hype he had. But everybody has always has always lamented about this man's baseball IQ and and how much he knows the game and understands the game and how good he is with people and everyone knew he was going to be a manager and he finally got a shot in Minnesota and this article is basically talk well, I'll, I'll let you talk about it Mike you're the one who read it so well first I uh, this isn't it. the said it all in the article but basically and I've seen this on Twitter in relation to this article Rocco Baldelli is the first millennial manager, and he is doing the most millennial thing of all time as a manager and basically saying there's no rules. It's a stress-free clubhouse. There will be no stress. And his quote in this article is, the more relaxed you are in theory, the more comfortable you play. You don't have to be worried about making mistakes. You don't have to worry about anything. The less that's on their minds, the better it is that we'll play. Um, That sounds very, very... 24-year-old who wants to get into working at Google or something like that, right? That's... But it's working. They have the best record in baseball, and they're hitting home runs at a insane rate. Absolutely nuts. They they already this year have two games where they've hit eight home runs in the game. To be fair, they've played the Orioles a lot and have hit tons of home runs off the Orioles. Uh, that's the Yankees. Um, um, no, look it up. The Twins have done the same too. <laughs> but uh, either way, they've hit a ton of home yeah, runs. Yeah, they're still playing very, very well. And... There's, here's a little paragraph from the article. Baldelli's managerial style is the antithesis of rigid. He doesn't stand at the clubhouse door looking at his watch to see when players arrive every day. I'm not sure he even cares what time players get to the stadium, as long as they're focused and prepared at first pitch. Baldelli is not big on rules. He only asks that players compete hard, respect each other, and be accountable. So he's basically just, he is taking the most lenient approach where he's basically letting the, the players rule the roost and just saying, just don't, there's no stress here. This is a free, this is a safe zone for you to be yourselves 100% and not worry about the normal daily struggles of baseball. And I think in some ways that seems idiotic because you, excuse me, you have baseball, a game that is really stressful, really mentally taxing. And oftentimes you'll see these really tight rule clubhouses to keep these players in line because there's a long season. There's a lot of downtime mm-hmm. and Baldelli want to get into video games, chicken and beer. Right. But Baldelli is basically doing the complete opposite and saying, do whatever, whatever you want, as long as you're focused and ready to play. And although I think a lot of people will look at that as a stupid managerial style and that I'm not just saying baseball manager, I'm talking about workplace manager. I think you're seeing that more and more these days because frankly, it works. It's, 
it's uh, this generation of people. It includes myself. It sort of includes you. You're right on the border. Uh, includes Joe as well. Hate being on the border. We don't take well generally. I'm not saying me specifically. I'm just saying generally the millennial generation doesn't take rules well. They look at authority and rules and they go, eh, why do I need to do that? <laughs> I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. Why do I got to follow that rule? Yeah, why, I, I'm still working. I'm still working hard. Why do I need to do that? And I think generally that's how people of, of our age think. And Baldelli's feeding into that and going, you're right. You don't have to do that. If you show up ready to work every single day, it doesn't matter what time it is, then it's fine. And I can respect that because it's working. If it wasn't working, we'd be ripping him for it, but it's working. Yeah, that's true. I guess my only my only question about it is, is it sustainable or does it? Because I, I, I would argue, as I referenced a minute ago, I would argue that Terry Francona had the same sort of mind frame. Maybe not as lenient as Baldelli has been, but Francona in those Red Sox teams was kind of like, guys, be you. You know, no pressure. Be you. They won World Series, and then it fell apart badly. Well, I think that's where it comes down to bringing the right players in for the culture. Another part of the article uh, that was talking about this was finding guys who fit the culture of the team. One interesting thing is they said that uh, because there's a very large group of uh, Latin American players on the team, they actually brought a translator into the dugout to make sure that the players are 100% in the know of what's going on just in case there's something gets lost in translation. And it it's just small stuff like that where it's it's not you need to learn English because that's how I manage and that's the language I speak. It's oh, you guys all speak Spanish. I I don't speak Spanish very well if let at me, all. Let me help you. Let me make sure you know exactly what I'm saying and it's not lost in interpretation. Right. And again, I think you could look at that as some sort of negative millennial thing or you can look at it as a modern way to managing people, generally managing people. Um, again, I'm going to keep going broad with this because we've seen this in workplaces across the country. Uh, we, we hear about this with places like Twitter and Facebook and Google and all these things. One of my best friends works for a company that this is what she does. It's workplace environment. Yeah. It's, and, you know, like, let's knock down cubicle walls. Let's get you a better chair. Let's get you a better screen to look at and you'll be happier. So the the whole Red Sox thing falling apart, that could have just been a case of not finding the right guys for the culture of the clubhouse that wouldn't abuse the system or whatever the case may be. The Twins have a bunch of young players, a really young team. They signed a couple of veterans, including Nelson Cruz, including Jonathan Scope, this this year, who have turned out to be very good veteran presences. We knew that about Nelson Cruz already. I didn't know that about Scope, but I digress. You get a couple of players like that to help kind of steer the ship without Baldelli having to do it. And then you find guys that fit the culture. Now, not to switch sports on you too, too quickly, but the Blazers have been doing that, right? They're they're all about culture. They're preaching culture, and at first you kind of laughed at it because the Blazers were getting knocked out in the first round. But then all of a sudden they make the West Finals this year, and everyone on the team is saying the reason we made it this far is because of our culture. And as Cantor walks in, Rodney Hood walk in, and they're like, "Wow, I love playing this is here. the best place I've ever played." You know, Paul Allen died. Their video coordinator Jonathan Nim had a really bad car accident yeah. right before the playoffs started. Yusuf yeah. Nurkic's leg injury, and they made the West Finals through that. I mean, even Wheels. I know Wheels works on a different station than us but i mean he's had his battles this year too yeah i'm sure that's part of it it's it is um it is the culture that kept them going through that and the blazers have specifically 
gone after players in the last few years that fit that culture. And if they don't, then they're pretty gone pretty quickly, right? We've seen rumors that Seth Curry was frustrated the whole time about his playing. Well, if that's not fitting the culture, then bye. okay, Seth, bye. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it works in Portland to an extent because you're trying to fit those needs. So if the Twins keep winning this year, let's say they win the division, which is not out of the realm of possibility because the division is fairly weak. Probably the most likely right now. The Indians are not playing great, um, and the Twins are, and nobody else in the division is, is worth it. No, they all suck. So it's it's the Twins' division to lose right now, so they make the playoffs. Who cares what happens in the playoffs? The Twins made the playoffs again. That's huge in Rocco Baldelli's first year. Yeah. And then you try to handpick players that will fit this really chill, stress-free environment. and Hope some minor leaguers guys hit. Or, yeah, or minor whatever. Minor leaguers hit, yeah. I'm sure you're – you're going to find a system for finding guys that will fit your clubhouse. I'm just always worried, you know, and I'll end it with this is kind of what I was saying. I'm just worried about this and how it was with the Red Sox. But I will always say, I will also say, I think this is what A.J. Hinch is doing in Houston, too. I mean, maybe not to this extent. I don't know but about his style necessarily. I, I don't but. either, but those guys look really loose. You know, they look really happy. They look like, I love coming to the ballpark. I love all these guys, you know whether even though Springer's dinged up and Correa's going to miss time now, like those guys, they ride or die with each other. Well, and, and to be honest. So I just wonder what is the what is the longevity of that? When, when if, does it fall apart? Not to be the negative guy, but well, when or if does it fall apart? It's more of a devil's advocate thing. I mean, to use my own team as an example, Joe Girardi was authoritarian manager, right? I like Joe. And now you've got Aaron Boone who appears – to be the similar style as a Rocco Baldelli or an A.J. Hinch, right? I don't like Aaron. He's more laid back, lets the guys kind of do what they want in the clubhouse as far as we've, as far as we've learned. The Yankees seem to have fun, right? Yeah. They like each other. They like playing for each other. There's a lot of fun going on in that, in that yeah. stadium. It's been a long time since Yankee fans have seen their team look like they're having fun because Joe Girardi was no fun. We're not in the business of having fun, Michael. We're in the business of winning titles. Right. But in, in this day and age where – like it or not, millennials are growing into the workforce. You've got to adjust if that's who is going to be in your workforce. Mm. And some companies are, some teams are, others aren't. And I think you're, you'll are you see the results long-term about who, who made the choice to make that switch early on. I could go on for years and years and years about why I think the term millennial is such a terrible thing uh, just because I think there's a lot of other aspects about it. But we won't do that today. Also, who have the three best records in the American League? The youngest teams. The Twins, Astros, and Yankees. Yeah. So, yeah. The youngest teams. Uh, when we come back, switching switching gears for a moment. Ugh, God, that sounds gross coming out of my mouth. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to check in real quick right before we do fair or foul. I want to check in real quick on Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. As I think we're at a point now with the draft coming up and people desperately needing some help, I kind of want to chat a little bit. We've heard some new rumblings. I want to get into that, and we'll do that Next, for Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass, I'm Patrick Harris. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fin. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 821 here on the fan. Fair or foul coming up here in about 10 minutes. 
bring Joe Fish into the equation. Orioles are fun to watch. I saw a thing the other day, Joe. People want to get Chris Davis into the All-Star game. They actually are fun to watch, Joe. They lose a lot, but they've got some fun young players. Yeah, dude. Orioles are cool, man. I also ethered Joe. Uh, I'm assuming you saw it. Ethered my, my Joe? Note, my note to you. What does ether mean? Oh, God. Yeah, I saw it. So. Give me till Monday. Once we get Rutschman, I'll have a better one for you. He am super confused. Uh, so Ether was the name of a song that Nas made about Jay-Z. It was a diss song. Oh, oh, I know the song. Yeah. So, oh, you ethered him. Yes. Oh, I wasn't aware that that was a phrase. Um, but so Joe, after the first weekend of the, the season where the Yankees lost two or three to the Orioles, left a picture on my desk of the two wins and just said, go O's. That's what he did. So I, I don't know who did that. That wasn't me. I uh, Some anonymous person. Yeah, I don't know. It. Thank you, whoever did it. But. I... So after the Yankees have now won nine straight games against the Orioles since those two losses, I took pictures of all nine of those wins, blew them up, <laughs> and then I quoted Avengers Infinity War and said, did you do it? And I pointed, I arrowed to his paper that he still had on his desk. Yes. What did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> and left it right there for him with all nine Yankee wins. You know, on I, his desk. I, I knew this would happen at some point, so that's why I struck while the iron was hot, while I could get him in, because... First weekend of the series. You, you've you heard Gary Thorne going off about Glaber Torres. Oh, my I God. Mean, Can we play that audio? <laughs> Have you heard that, Patrick? Of course I heard it. Okay. If you... I thought, I, it, would I be, I thought it would be better, because my phone buzzed and was like, Gary Thorne can't handle Glaber Torres any home runs. I thought Gary Thorne was going to be, like, throwing headsets down and be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Did you hear all three? Yeah, yeah, I heard them all. Well, if you have, uh, Joe, if you can find them. They're on, they're in SF740. A <laughs> little behind the scenes producing. Nerd alert. Um, There's three of them. Generating, and, uh, generating <laughs> SF740. Generating. There's three clips of him just melting down over Glaber Torres's home runs, which are great. Before we get into Gary Thorne, okay. I'd like to get us I on track. I just forgot that that happened, and I wanted to play it on For a show. hot second. We'll bring them in, because Joe needs a minute to find them. Unless we want to sit here and wait patiently, which you know I'll do. <laughs> we'll both do it. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that Joe right looked now. at us with the, the pressure <laughs> on a thousand suns at his back. All right, I do want to check There's in real silence quick. until I find these. Please help. I do want to check in real quick on Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. There were some reports out today that Dallas Keuchel is willing to sign a one-year $18 million deal. With the Yankees. With the <laughs> Mike. That is in the report. I love that you slid that in. <laughs> the report is one-year $18 million. Because what's coming up is coming up. Basically, the way baseball works is the supplemental drafts coming up and the regular drafts coming up. And once you get past that, you can sign guys that are free inches without losing draft picks. Com yes. Compens com com compens compensatory draft picks. Hey. God, that word is tough for me. Uh, and so that's kind of the idea. And it sounds like continuity Craig is tough for me. Craig, continuity. Yeah, because I always want to say continuity. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all got our words. Uh, so these guys, we should see these dominoes fall within the next three weeks or so. Yes. Dallas Keuchel, one year, 18 mil. Good deal? Yes. Yeah? At this point in the season? Hell yeah. If you're a playoff team and you need a starting pitcher and you're not getting under the burden of a four-year, five-year, six-year deal that he was asking for. Going to run? Might as well, right? 
Why not? Yeah, I suppose that's true. If Kimbrell will take the same thing, I haven't seen anything about Kimbrell. It's, I've only seen Keuchel is willing to accept the one year. But if uh, Kimbrell's willing to accept that, that's a must sign for hell the Red Sox. Let's hold off on Kimbrell. For, closer. Let's hold off on Kimbrell for a moment. I want to I want to chat Keuchel for a second. Like, where does he fit best? We were talking about the Twins. Twins one year eighteen. They're a small market team. They don't spend a lot. If you feel good about this year, Kimbrell would be huge. Absolutely. Because Barrios is pitching well. You mean Keuchel? Keuchel. Sorry, was I saying Kimbrell? Yeah, I meant Keuchel. Both, both would be huge actually. Um, because. Because you know that that's what's going to be the thing. Like when when the Twins roll into the playoffs, everyone's if excuse me, we're early. If the Twins roll into the playoffs, because we've seen this with Molitor in his first year, they were hot and then were absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, should they roll in, they're going to need another starter. That's what everyone's going to say. Pineda, eh? Barrios, oh yeah, you got your game one, but everybody else after that, he, he yikes. Yeah. So a Keiko would be really really nice for them. Absolutely. I, I also wonder. You know, would the Padres be interested in a year on on Keuchel? The are the Astros out of the question? No, I don't think so. I mean, Wade Miley's pitching well, but they have Wade Miley as one of their starters. Yeah, but Bartolo Colon pitches well in April and May too, so I don't know what to tell you. Kevin Millwood well, did the same thing. The in The Astros are, are working their spin rate magic. I saw stats. I was watching Astros Red Sox this weekend, and they were saying that Miley's spin rate has gone off the charts since he went to Houston. Like, he's just all of a sudden great again. So. Don't make me go Trevor Bauer on you on all this Houston Astros analytics garbage. Uh, so, so I... Charlie Morton saved his career. I <laughs> I don't know. He looks pretty good in Tampa. Um, so well, I don't... Because he learned in Houston. I don't know. I would be a little hesitant on Dallas Keuchel. I, you know, He'll learn today. In this in this day and age, he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. He doesn't... He, he induces a lot of ground balls which is great if you have a great defense, but I watch a lot of Mariners games and that stuff scares the crap out of me. Um, so I don't know. However, when you switch to Craig Kimbrell, we haven't heard much out of his camp. I think he still wants a four-year big big term. He wants like a Mike Melanson deal, Mark Melanson. If we deal, ignore his middle of last postseason, he's still one of the best closers on the market. He was rough last postseason. Well, he was good at the end, but... he. I will he, bet you he's really good. I will bet you unless a Chicago ponies up, unless the Cubs pony up for a four-year deal or the Yankees, which they won't. I'm just using it as an example. I think he would take he will only want multi-year deals from every team in baseball except for two. I think he would take this a single-year deal for the Red Sox and the Braves. The Braves need him. Why would he take it for the Braves? Oh, because he started there. Yeah, yeah. the Braves need him. You, think, you talk. We talk about the yeah, Red they don't Sox have a closer right now. We talk about the Red Sox needing the Braves need him super bad too. If they, if Kimbrel, well, Kimbrel's going to need to accept a one year deal because nobody's going to sign him for four years at this point in the season. Nobody well, is. Yeah, for sure, Keuchel too. Right. So I think at this point you have to say, okay, I'm either sitting out the entire year, which is a terrible idea. Right. And. What makes you think that next year you're going to get a four-year deal if you're not going to get it this past year? So take a year deal, still prove that you're the S in a positive way, and then get a bigger deal because you proved once again that you are really good. Same goes for Keuchel. Uh, there's more questions, I think, about Keuchel than there is about Kimbrell in terms of his ability to move forward. I mean, we're in a day and age where the Dallas Keuchel style of pitching is no longer that viable. Yeah, Players eat up 
high 80, low 90 paint the corners guys. That's what I mean. Um, but he is a Cy Young winner. And despite some of his shoulder injuries, although you'll be able to avoid shoulder issues this year if you sign him because he's only going to pitch for three months. Exactly. Hopefully. But um, maybe you can get angry Dallas Keuchel to be really good and paint the corners well and be really accurate and you won't have to worry about it. Yeah, just paint the corners. These these guys are really good. Guy who hasn't had spring training. Hasn't seen a live batter in... He's been pitching simulated games every five days, apparently. Oh, good call. Good call. That's like me. I'm in college, and I'm swinging metal bats, and I'm ready for the majors. Dear God. I know, dude. You can't, dude. You're like, I get on these things. You can't softball me. You know what else? You know what they use in softball? Stop trying to you, softball you. You know what they use in softball? Metal bats. Metal bats. <laughs> they do. I want to play a wood bat softball league. Softball's fun to watch right now, though. I like watching the tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know why I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was because I was looking at Carlos Gomez at the plate for the Mets. Good God, they suck. Anyway, when we come back, we have fair or a foul coming up, and we do got to get into those Gary Thorne home run calls, too, because I don't want to leave this show without that. We'll do all that next, but first, there's Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Let's get right into this. I love fair or foul. So we'll turn this over to our producer, the fantastic Joseph Fisher the Thud. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Swing, bada, 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 swing. I know, I was trying to throw you off there, Michael. Welcome into This Is Fair or Foul. Nice lead in there. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I got you, boo. Um, While I wet my whistle with a watermelon wheat from who is this? 21st Amendment out of um, San Francisco. It's like they've actually got a location right by AT&T Park. So you can grab a beer there, and then you can walk like six blocks and see a statue of Willie Mays. What's pretty the, cool. Uh, I have a uh, picture standing right next to that statue, actually. I've as do I. Yeah. What's the name cool. of their black logger that's famous? Uh, back in Black. It's got Paul Revere riding with a lit lantern on a horse. So speaking of San Francisco... That's a National League team. That is a National League team. A lot of National League players are raking this year. Oh, really? now that's a transition. There yeah, we go. Yeah, right? I was trying to find one. So that you know, I, that I National it. League sure it. is a hitter's league. Well, is it, Patrick? Fair or foul? Top five RBI leaders are all in the National League right now. Ooh. Top five RBI leaders all in the National League. Well, I'm assuming Cody Bellinger's up there. Gotta be. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, really? Don't listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Am I that wrong? Space. So Cody's in there. Um, maybe one of the Phillies, like Hoskins or Harper or something. Rio Muto. Maybe. Um, anyone in the American League? Yankees are all hurt. Astros are spread out. Red Sox are spread out. Indians suck. Twins, Twins are pretty spread out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say I'll the say Mariners. Fair. I'll say fair. Nope, I'm saying fair. Uh, I think I go fair on this as well. I think between 
the Cubs finally hitting well. The Brewers, because Christian Yelich has got to be up there, yeah. along with Cody Bellinger. Uh, yeah, I'll say fair. It is foul. That pesky Eddie Rosario. There's the twin. There's yeah. the twin. There is a twin. With, Dang it! So you got uh, Josh Bell. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Pirates. Dude, he has Woo! been en fuego. I don't want to talk about it. I had him in the keeper league, and I bailed on him. I don't want to talk about it. Cody Bellinger and him are tied for the league lead in RBIs at 51. Oh! All of Bell's came in this <laughs> month, too. Yeah. He's got like 12 home runs this month. Uh, Marcel Zunia's got 47. Eddie Rosario, 47. Nolan Arenado, just one RBI off at uh, 46. Yeah. Those show. Can't and hit, then Christian Yelich at 44. I feel so. like Christian Yelich was at 44 like two weeks ago, and he's been slow. You know what I mean? It might be. Yeah. Dang. Marcelo Zuna, by the way. How about that? Him and Yelich. Both Marlins now top five RBIs this and year. And Rio Muto is playing very well in Philly. And Stanton's dead. And Stanton's dead. <laughs> All right. And over to the AL. Don't matter, though. One oh, Dietrich. Best. Dietrich in Cincinnati had three home runs yesterday. Look, former Marlin. I'm not going to say, but is there any doubt? That the Marlins would be no, the, the best favorite team ever. for the World Series Derek, this year? That Derek Dietrich is not all natural. Oh, yeah, without oh. a doubt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. He's hitting like do, do, massive do, do, bombs do, do, all of a do, do, do. Dietrich sucked. You and now he's one of the best home runners. tight and make sure it's popping out and you just bam, bam. Yeah, With dude. the needle. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Sorry, my joke. Continue. Allegations over there on Derek Dietrich. Hot take there. Allegedly. Uh, so uh, another injury for the Astros today. They uh, got Carlos Correa ruled out four to six weeks with a fractured rib because uh, he was getting an old Robert Kraft. And, uh, well, no, probably not, He's, but maybe. Dude, he said it was a massage. I believe zero words of that. Yeah. And it's only one word, so I don't believe a word of that. His wife's pretty hot. I bet him and her. There was something have, uh, with chains and whips going on in his basement. Nice. Didn't know Carlos Correa was into that. Um, but with that injury, uh, on top of all their other injuries, fair or foul, should the Astros be worried? Uh, I'm going to say foul because the Astros were, foul. were pretty solid all right last year with Carlos Correa on the DL for most of the time. Uh, this is probably the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life because I've literally based the future of two of my fantasy leagues on Carlos Correa, and he's like the Kevin Durant of the Houston Astros. They're like, he might be the best player on our team, but we're pretty good without him, so we'll just let him walk no, away. You know who the best player on that team is? It's Alex, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman. No, I actually heard some stats that the best player on that team is actually George Springer. Mm. That when he goes, they go. If he doesn't go, they don't go. That Bregman would just do his thing and Altuve would do his thing. But Springer, he's the leadoff. Because Altuve's hurt, too. Springer's the leadoff. He gets on base, blah, 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 Isn't blah. Isn't Springer blah. hurt, too? Yeah. Didn't Springer pull his hamstring? Yeah, but he'll be fine. He's the AL MVP All right of them now. are going to be fine. Because the Astros are that good. And except Michael for Brantley. Except for Carlos Correa. And if you say Michael Brantley's one more time on this show, I will murder you. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. Okay. <laughs> Moving on Sorry. to our next one. Patrick. Sorry, Joe. Um, He's on your fantasy Carlos Correa at least you can enjoy and it. Michael Brantley are sensitive subjects for me. Well, maybe this might help you lighten up. What's next? AJ up. Pollock is the best. Fair or foul? AJ Pollock's the best center fielder on the DL right now. It's fair. That's, I hate my life. Well, that's an opinion based. So <laughs> that would be you thinking that. 
Uh, but this might help you out. Feel a little happier here. Um, one guy that's got a lot of strikeouts. Fair foul. Joey Gallup. Bryce Harper. Clint Frazier's last two weeks better than Tyler Nichols' career. And at one point, he was leading the league. Right now, Bryce Harper batting 232, by the way. Um, yeah, I love it. And is Still he fair foul leading the league in strikeouts? National League or Major Leagues? Major League. You know what? Did, gonna, ha- did Javi Baez's five strikeout game put him over the top? I'm going to say f- I did not see that happen. Yeah. He had the sombrero. Yep. What was that the platinum sombrero? The at that platinum point? sombrero. I'm going to go ahead and say fair because I feel like for a couple of weeks, all Harper did was strike out every at bat. God, I Scientific like, answer. I feel like Joey Gallo's got to be on this list. Dude, somewhere. Joey Gallo's hitting like 280. But you know what? I don't think he's striking out as much as he was. You know what? To make myself feel better, I think Bryce Harper is the worst player in Major League Baseball making over $18 million a year. And I will say this is fair. And if you judge it by strikeouts, that would be correct. Because right now, him and Javi Baez tied for the league lead in strikeouts. Yeah, it was on um, whatever. Strikeouts don't really matter anymore. Whatever May uh, 27th was Monday, Javi Baez had a five-strikeout game. You know why strikeouts should matter, Michael? Yikes, bikes. Do you want to know why strikeouts should matter, Michael? Why? Because you were out and you didn't make anyone make a play. I tend to agree with you. but That's I'm just why saying- I was saying, like, if, if you're on second and you're hitting it, like, decently into right field, like, I'm going. Like, if as long as I'm not, you know, Edwin Encarnacion or Dan Vogelback. If I'm a decent runner, like, I'm going. You throw me out. Throw me out. Okay? You make a play. Otherwise, I'm betting you ain't making that play. Bad bet in baseball, but... I don't care. I'm making that, I'm making that bet my, every time. I agree with you. But my only point is that two of the best hitters in baseball lead the league in strikeouts. It's interesting, right? It's not like it's Joey Gallo hitting 180 right, with all right. the strikeouts. It's Bryce Harper and Javi Baez. But they're but they're free outs. And stop with this Bryce Harper best player in baseball garbage. 232 leading the league in strikeouts. Why is that a good player? He has what 17 home runs or something? How many home runs he, he got, Joe? You got his stats up in front of you? Uh, he's got nine home runs. Thank you, garbage, garbage. I did not know that. I thought he was on a torrid streak of hitting homers, but I am incorrect, as per usual. And our last one, Monday, five days away from the MLB draft, and Orioles hopefully taking Adley Rutschman with the number one overall pick. Okay. But fair or foul, Orioles are going to have the number one overall pick two years in a row. Uh, that's uh, a hard fair there, Joe. Yeah, I think that's a hard fair, too. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in baseball, but the Orioles are doing a special brand of bad. Who's that dude that wrote the article, Houston Astros World Series champions in 2017, like three years? Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah. Can he do that for the Orioles? Is that can someone commission him? He was wrong technically, wasn't he? He he said 2019, and I think they actually won it in 2018 or something. Well, they won it in 17. 17, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they could totally win it in 19. Um, <laughs> they could totally win it this year. Yeah, he could. Um, oh, wow, we're over. <laughs> eh. I, I think they will. I don't. I haven't seen anything in their minor league system, or I haven't heard anything that makes me think they're going to be something. You're going to have competition, though, because the Marlins have literally nothing. 
and but the Mariners recently. Have you seen that? They've yeah. actually been winning. Yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten. I saw that earlier. The Mariners have nothing. Um, we expect the White Sox to be bad. The Tigers. The Royals are, are really bad. The Royals are bad. The Tigers are bad. The Blue Jays are bad. It's going to be tough, but I'll say fair. So a possible second half resurgence from the Orioles? Is no, that what you're no, 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 no. You, you're still going to be terrible. You're going to give up 500 home runs this Look, year. Look, the Orioles brought up players who were barely major league worthy this year to start because they wanted to tank again. Yeah. But that's yeah. also an indictment of their farm system, which has become so bad that I can't give any wild Astros proclamations because they need to build the farm system first. Yeah, there's no like Springer, Altuve, Correa, Bregman in you know in that yeah blame blame buck show walter though right his fault <laughs> poor buck adley rutschman will be the start of the houston astrofication of the baltimore oh, Orioles. that'll I be the start literally cannot wait till you Monday. need two. you need two years in a row and i hopefully Please. you guys get it Please. all right that's fair foul thank you joe for doing that as always we do it every single week at 8 30 when we come back we'll wrap this bad boy up on 10 Gary 80, Thorne audio the fan This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Take 50 here. It's hard to get down the throat. Dang, right? Yeah. That's one of my favorite drops. I don't even remember when that happened, but it happened. It was great. Do uh, you want to get in this Gary Thorne audio? We were talking the Orioles at the end there. We should probably get into this, don't you think? Yeah. So, so you you got so Glaber Torres can't stop hitting home runs against the Orioles. I believe he has 12 on the season. And 10 against. And 10 well, against the Orioles. He one today. So 13 on the season, 10 against the Orioles. Gary Sanchez also has, I think, nine or ten against the Orioles, and Clint Frazier has seven against the Orioles. Do you have? These? I have three against the Orioles myself too. I got do called you, up for a weekend. Do you have these in oldest to newest? Uh, I, put range? Little, I put little dates on them. Yes, we got five twenty, five twenty-two, and then just simply Gary Thorne dies inside. I imagine it goes twenty twenty-two <laughs> dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So first one, May twentieth. Cashers one zero delivery to him. Torres drives that ball center field, hit deep. Going back near the wall. Wilkerson, maybe. Nope. Goodbye, home run. Get him out of there. <laughs> Don't throw to him. I've never seen anything like Put it. Put up four fingers. I've never seen anything I mean, like it. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. That'll make it a 2-1 ball game as he gets his seventh home run of the year against the Orioles. I love Gary Thorne. His voice is so fantastic. It's, iconic it's like voice. if I were a Mariners fan... An Orioles fan, a Brewers fan, and an Indians fan. Your radio guys are Rick Riz, Gary Thorne, Bob Euchre, and Tom Hamilton. Like, those are the dudes I want to hear on the radio. All right, sign me up again for Gary Thorne. All right, two days later, May 22nd. During the streak, he's hitting over 400 during this 10-game hit streak. Good God. Torres pumps that one in the air. That's the left center field. Wilgerson back. I, I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye, home run. I, I just, you cannot imagine this happening in Major League Baseball or any other place in baseball. I mean, he is just unstoppable, and it's all home runs against the Orioles, and it is five to nothing.
Oh, poor guy. Like, I was thinking about this today when the Mariners were up 7-5 and then they lost 8-7. When you're like the pregame, postgame guys and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, we don't win a whole lot. This is going to be great today. We're going to have something to talk about. And then someone, then Mazzara hits a rope down the line. You're like, yeah! <laughs> All right, I want to hear Gary Thorne. This, Mike built this. It says, Gary Thorne dies inside. Just 30 sec- seconds of a flat line sound. <laughs> In the air to right field. Mancini going back on the ball by Torres. Way back, up, and... I don't even know. Goodbye, home run. I mean, last two at bats, he's hit home runs numbers 11 and 12 on the season and now has 10 home runs against the Orioles. Yeah, I got that as a drop. Is that our new drop? That's a primetime drop, but we can borrow it if you'd like. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Because he literally, the home run, and ah, he just has this, like, wail. It seems as if he... I don't even he, know what to say anymore. It seems as if he, yeah, like, pushed Goodbye, himself... home run, I don't He know. pushed himself away from the desk and looked for it to, like, punch something or grab it, and then just went... <laughs> How great are those calls? I want... I know. I kind of wanted, like, Gary Thorne to be so mad that he just swore. Did Pete Alonso just hit another home run? Yes, sir, he did. Come and on, that baby. now ties the record for the most home runs by a rookie before June 1st with Mark McGuire, 1987, 19. Wow. Patrick's loving on Pete Alonso. I love have, Pete Alonso. Doesn't that's have him on any fantasy team. I know. Pretty, pretty sure that's his second of the day, right? I don't. I will tell you this, and we'll get into this all next week. I hope you guys tune in next week because I want to talk about all these young kids because there's so many of them. I am a little exhausted by the Tatis Jr., Vlad Jr., like all these, all these like former greats that now have kids. For some reason, I really like Pete Alonso, and he's in the worst position of all of them. Are you pissed? That- <laughs> For some reason, the rookie that hit 19 home runs before June 1st, I like him. Do you, do you not like Caven uh, Biggio either because of the same thing? I well, I don't think he's that great. Hit a home run in his second game. Cool. This guy. <laughs> he just poos on everyone that thinks something's cool. Metal bats. Yeah, man. Metal bats were never cool. <laughs> I loved my metal bat. Hey, D Marini, bro. Come on. That was a fancy You can ass bend bat. it with your knee. I never had a D Marini. I had an Easton. I uh, I played wood. No, I'm joking. I had Easton, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I just, maybe I just hate things. Maybe I'm just sad and lonely inside. Whoa. Wow. Nah. Was, I'm good. We're all great, man. I was we just going to say curmudgeonly. Yeah, that was we all. got Timbers this weekend. We got Champions League this weekend. Go Reds. We're going to be good. I'll be rocking my Jordan Henderson jersey. We're going to do that. We're going to do Timbers on, on the evening. We're going to be great. Reds are going to slaughter him. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, For Mike Lynch, that's Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. We'll see you next week. Go do something I would do. Like nothing.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.